Greetings, Rise Nerds. Welcome back to another episode of Trent Talk Talk, where we investigate the loose threats of the Trent Talk disappearance. In the year 2016, Claire Dickerson and Cheyenne Carey vanished without a trace. On Trent Talk Talk, we try to unravel the mystery surrounding their disappearance. As always, I am your host, Toothy, and with me today is Piggy Ramirez. Oh yeah, it's your girl Piggy R. Important update, Trent Talk Talk has made a groundbreaking discovery. A new piece of evidence has entered the puzzle. It is another audio file recently recovered from an external hard drive. It is a long-form interview with the creator of NinWiki. The illustrious Brandon DeSalle. Perhaps the secret of Claire and Shia's disappearance will lie in this. But be advised, it is an extremely nerdy conversation that deals almost exclusively with insider information. There might be one or two funny parts, but it is pretty much a conversation for nin nerds only. So enjoy. Enjoy this meandering nerd custom. And our investigation will continue in earnest very soon. You're listening to Trent Talk, your <laughs> Halo by Halo guide to America's greatest treasure. Which is? The Great Destroyer. <laughs> Today we're going to be discussing the expanded universe of Halo 24. Oh my god, this is, is in, cute. So, okay, is it an augmented reality or is it an alternate reality game? It's, it's a... Um, it's a cool thing that Trent Reznor and his friends yeah, decided to yeah, make it's a, it's <laughs> to improve the experience of Year Zero, which is already fantastic. Um, and it was, it's basically a series of web pages that fleshes out this post-apocalyptic, well, pre-post-apocalyptic world uh, of 2022, mm-hmm. where everything goes wrong and a weird hand comes and touches people. And that's, that's <laughs> that sounds like that's, a pretty solid intro to me. It's a good place to start. <laughs> And with me today, as always, is Claire Dickerson. Yeah. And this is Shia Carey to my right. C'est moi. Weird. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Can we start over? <laughs> Can we start? How many mulligans do we need? <laughs> no, okay. We're good, we're good, we're good. Um, I mean, you're, you probably will just do this again later without me here. <laughs> but, you know, good lead in. All right. So with us today is Brandon Dusso of NinWiki.com and also of my friend from Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> How's it going, Brandon? Uh, good. So, yeah, uh, I'm Brandon, also known as Malachite on the interwebs, so on Twitter and Echoing the Sound and Nin.com and pretty much every other place where you can have an account. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a ubiquitous me. Nine Inch yeah. Nails fan. <laughs> yep. So I, uh, I started uh, NinWiki in 2007 so obviously it was born from the ARG Mm -hmm. Um, it actually started as a 
wiki specifically for the ARG and not necessarily Nine Inch Nails. Um, but before, before you know, we, we started... I guess I could go back a little bit and talk about the ARG and how people were, uh, you know, figuring all of this stuff out and how it led to the wiki. I don't know if you're interested in that. Yes. That's what you guys yeah. like to talk about. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so... I don't know how much you've covered about the ARG, but uh, we've, we've dipped happened, our toes into it. We you, like you've dipped your toes into. Yeah, it. we've talked about the USB drives that showed up gotcha, at the concerts gotcha. in 2007, which and I think did had you talk the link about. To did the you talk about page? the very first? Um, uh, it was the T-shirt that started it all. Oh God! All right, no. I'm ready to hear about the T-shirt. Okay, so um, Nine Inch Nails fans are are crazy and very. Uh, detail-oriented and obsessive. So uh, at one of the shows in 2007 in Europe, there was a T-shirt that got sold, and it had tour dates on the back, and certain letters on the T-shirt were highlighted. Uh, Just very slightly, you know, it's like gray lettering, and some letters were white. Mm -hmm. Um, As I saw on the website for the previous podcast, Mm -hmm. you did something similar. But um, the letters in the shirt spelled... I am trying to believe. So, Nin fans being smart and crafty were like, well, this obviously means something. So they typed in IamTryingToBelieve.com and came upon a, a weird website that was cryptic and glitchy and crazy and the internet, and I hate that term. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, wow. Just do, like, do chill. Loaded. Yes, I know. The internet um, became frothy. Yeah, so, um, I... You know, let's let's rewind a bit and talk about me. So I, I've been a Nine Inch Nails fan for quite a while, since probably 97, when uh, probably Perfect Drug came out. So I got the whole, I got the whole, like, um, hype around the Fragile and the 99 release and all of that. Uh, I became part of the forums that were seemslikesalvation.com at the time. Heady times. Where the, yeah. <laughs> and um, Seems Like Salvation went away and Echoing the Sound took its place. So Echoing the Sound was a uh, forum that I was quite involved with. And we also had an IRC channel. Um, Old ETS. school. I heard yeah. about that on the crime shows. Right. <laughs> CSI always talks about IRC and the, the, dark, the dark web. Yes. <laughs> so, it's right on the threshold. Oh my god. Um, there were lots of lots of discussions happening on Echoing the Sound when this came out and people are like, Well this is this is you know, this is stuff we have to take to IRC because it's very conversational and where you know, posting on boards is like very asynchronous. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the mods, am I right? Yes, yes. <laughs> um I am one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah. What jerks. Bunch of nerds. All, all I do is like make sure the website is running and like make it work and then walk away. That's kind of what I do. But, how, um, how active is echoing the sound? Like I, I check, I pop in there every once in a while and it seems like it's, it's a slow board. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, uh, the activity uh, with it goes kind of up and down with NIN activity. That would um, make a there's, lot of sense. there's steady activity because people just sort of live there there's you know friend groups there i I have i don't know how many real life friends that i met from echoing the sound now um you know probably like 10 or 15 that i've hung out with in person and gone to shows with one of them even moved to madison and uh worked at the same company i did (laughs) which was cool um but yeah uh i was talking about the, the shirt right so that came out and 
then the USB flash drive came out and everyone's like, okay, some serious shit is going on. We need to get in a room and discuss this. So everyone kind of took to IRC and we had multiple channels going. We had we had the ETS channel, which is just kind of a chill chat channel. And we had like year zero research channel where everyone's like, okay, I found this. And I went through and I did went to the library and I found this old book. And I cross-referenced this, and oh I analyzed all this. Nerd alert. Yeah, <laughs> That's so nuts. cool. And um, a bunch of us were, were trying to have a mega thread on echoing the sound, where it's like, okay, we're, edit- we're going to edit the top post. And um, Cameron Ladd, who's the, the person I just mentioned who moved to Madison, he was the one who was trying to organize that top post and be like, okay, someone found another flash drive, or there's this new website, or whatever. Um, it became too much to put into like one giant post. <laughs> so I was like, you know, it would be the perfect thing for this. It's a wiki because you can link to oh. everything else, you know, uh, organize and everyone can contribute to it instead of just one person mm-hmm. uh, piping through IRC, right? So I am a web developer by trade. That's my day job. I've done it for a very long time. So it took me, you know, I went and I registered in wiki.com. And isn't it nin.wiki now? Sorry to I, yeah, yeah, it is nin.wiki now, but at the time, <laughs> .wiki was not a top-level domain. <laughs> ninwiki.com still works, though, so if you type in ninwiki.com... Yeah, that's, quick- that's actually how I always get there, and then it redirects yeah. every time, right? which is why I put yeah. it out. I, I actually, personally, I do that, too. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, within a few hours, I had a website up and running, and I was like, I appointed four, four uh, moderators to start with, it's a good number. To help, to help um, yeah, so it was like me and three other people to start organizing all of the info from that thread and like kind of build it out into a structure there. And as I was working on it, I was like, you know, we, you know, we're referencing albums and song names and stuff. Let's just make it in Wiki. Oh, uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. you could, so it'll have, yeah, you could click in context yep, and be like, oh, exactly. okay, and then. All right. Um, so actually, I think I think I didn't register ninwiki.com until that point. Until then, it was like malachite.com/slash/year-zero, you know, something like that. Uh, Were you at com? I am. That's my email address. Oh, we will edit that right out. Yeah. So we spent about I don't know. We spent about a week, maybe. In, in uh, February, uh, February or March, yeah, I think February of 2007, getting lots of stuff in there, you know, images, um, links to the sound clips, all of the, the websites. And this was very early on, too. So it's basically every day people would be adding that. So what happened was I was ready to launch, and I launched it um, through a post on the ninhotline.com. That's, that's another useful page, but, like... Th- were you aware of like other people who were starting these things, or, or were, was it just sort of like they arose independently? You mean the Nin Hotline? Yeah. Well, the Nin Hotline was always news, and okay. uh, I'm I'm close friends with the the person who runs that, um, Matt Dumphy. So <laughs> I, I just you know I had been chatting with him and was like, hey, I'm working on the site Nin Wiki, and when it was ready to launch, you know, he is the one that posted it. We posted it in IRC, where everyone who was working on it was, and we did it on ETS, Nin.com, forums, all of that stuff. Um, so, let's see, yeah. I launched it, and I got more traffic on that very first day than I've had in any, any other spike since. So I've had Google Analytics tracking the whole time, and that first spike was just 
and saying it, it actually took down the server. Yeah, yeah, it got <laughs> hugged, um, as they say. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if you were active during that time or not. I was, I was but a wee lad. Um, like I was, I guess I, I really started getting into Nine Inch Nails around with teeth and Year Zero. Like I was, I was aware of it, but yeah, I guess. Shoot, I think I did start going on Ninwiki because people kept posting links of like, all right, I found this next thing, and then it would link to. Mm-hmm. All things became all roads eventually led to Ninwiki mm-hmm. at a yeah. certain point. Mm-hmm. It was the hive mind. Yeah, and what was pretty cool is um, I was hosting on a service called DreamHost or whatever, and it was just like getting getting hammered. And I'm like, man, I can't, I can't do this. I'm gonna have to spin up a server somewhere else. And at that point, Rob Sheridan emails me and he's like, hey, uh, what? <laughs> he's like, he's like, hey. Uh, this wiki's awesome. Do you want us to host it for you? And I was like, yes. That'd be awesome. awesome. (laughs) So so I worked with Bob Sheridan and got uh, server info set up on, you know, the same servers that Nin.com is hosted on. Migrated everything over there, and ever since then, it's been, like, stable and been able to handle that stuff, you know, because they're on, like, a Rackspace server or whatever. So so that was pretty cool. (laughs) That's Um, super cool. But, but yeah, um, the, you know, people, I've never seen a community come together and all work towards one common goal until two weeks ago with Pokemon Go, <laughs> right? Uh, it's, yeah, it's the hottest selling app. Oh my God, maybe, I love Pokemon Go. Of all time. <laughs> but yeah, um, it was just, it was just crazy and it was fun. You know, I, I would be bored, you know, sitting at home normally, you know, thinking around or reading the internet, but I'd be like in Photoshop and analyzing like <laughs> different like RGB channels and stuff to see if there were hidden, you know, <laughs> like messages and stuff like that. Um, eventually it got to the point where I kind of stepped back a little bit from my own research and I kind of helped other people direct them to resources and like manage the wiki rather than doing the analysis myself but um i guess that's you know that's kind of how ninwiki was born and since then you know we put uh we put everything up there from like discographies uh song analysis stuff and a tour archive not like there's a nintourhistory.com which is a pretty cool tour archive database but this just sort of lists all the tours, the people that were in them, and you can link to the people. And um, I, I, you know, it's turned out pretty a pretty great resource. I so use much it fact. every episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do. We use it all yeah. the time. That's and I always awesome. forget that you <laughs> that it's <Yeah>. yours. <laughs> like you just go there and you're like, oh yeah, I know, you know. <laughs> and that's a funny story too. How like Claire found out like that um, she knew someone who worked with the guy. You know, it was kind yeah. of yeah, well, so it was my ex-boyfriend, and he was just like, he started working at uh, a company, and then he was just like, oh yeah, this guy I work with, um, he like, he like started Ninwiki or some shit, and I was like, okay, oh, what? It's like, <laughs> you, you wore like a tool shirt every day, and I was wearing like a Nine Inch Nails shirt every day. Yeah. And so he was like, oh, there's this guy at work who wears a Nine Inch Nails shirt every day. Yeah. Uh, he started Ninwiki or something. Yeah, it was, he and it, he just like said it just like... Day. He w- yeah. It was like Sonora's breath and everything. I was like, wait a minute. He what? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I even forget. You know, it's really <laughs> funny. I got recognized at Comic-Con 
uh, I had one of those weird celebrity as, as Ninwiki dude. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm, it's in uh, Comic Con 2010. I'm in line for Hall H, you know, and I'm wearing my name tag that says Brandon on it, and just sitting there, and I'm hanging out with uh, like my girlfriend at the time, and like three other people who are like. I actually went to Comic Con with a group of Nine Inch Nails friends from Echoing the Sound. We all flew together from various places. <laughs> but um, I'm standing there, and some guy taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around. And he's like, "Trent, uh, are you Brandon?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Are you the Ninwiki guy?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then we talked for a bit, but. He kind of went to creep, you know, creeper level after that. Oh uh, yeah. Um, oh yeah. But I had tweeted on the Ninwiki Twitter. I was like, "Hey, anyone at Comic Con? Blah blah blah." Just to try and you know be on you know, Twitter in, in 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah, Twitter was hopping. Right. It was popping Twitter, off in 2010. I think is when I'm, I I'm a late adopter. I think I jumped on in '09. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, got, um, I have gonna, a lot of old nonsense I'm going to not mention when the, I joined Twitter. The, the, best, the best part about this guy that recognized me um, was Rob Sheridan was also there that year at Comic-Con. And I went to go meet up with Rob, and uh, I found him. And so Rob and I are just chatting, and the guy who saw me in line ended up coming down this aisle on the, the show floor, and he sees me. And he's like, oh, hey, man, how's it going? And then he looks to, to my right and sees it's Rob Sheridan. And he's like, he's like, oh, oh. He like, looks at Rob and me. And he's like, got this like Nine Inch Nails starstruck moment. And I'm like, dude, I'm just like a guy who makes a website. And Rob's like the same, you know, but he does art and stuff too. It's, it is just really funny. That would be rad though. I think I would, I, I might have like a little moment if I met Rob just because like, I've always followed his photography and design. Yeah, stuff, you know? Me, I mean, I think I could only recognize a handful of Nine Inch Nails people by sight. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely Danny Loner. <laughs> got, a, got my Loner boner for sure. Um, <laughs> Robin Fink is the oh, yeah. one. Yeah, I oh, love yeah. him. You know, yeah. You just recognize Aaron North as the asshole who's swooshing around. <laughs> I, you know, I think I would recognize Alessandro. <laughs> what I love about Rob is that he's just a normal guy who likes cool shit. (laughs) So, you know, I can like hang, I can like talk to him and have a conversation because he's like a a retro gamer, right? He likes the retro and I'm a big retro gamer and he's in a photography. I'm a photographer. We both had our Canon 5D Mark IIs at the same time. Oh, you know, it was just kind of a a fun, um, fun kind of, I don't know. Dude, that's, that's That's adorable. That's the experience we all wish we could have where it's like, you meet someone who's like, a, like, I don't know. Would you say a secondary character in the Nine Inch Nails canon? Yeah. And then you just bond. Like you actually have a genuine experience of like, yeah. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Yeah. And I would be way too intimidated for like to actually. I mean, Trent, forget, <laughs> forget it. Forget it. Uh, yeah. Um, Matt Dumphy is the the guy who also he he runs the Ninhotline dot com and Echoing the Sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I became friends with him, and we've hung out in person many times. You know, he lives in Philly, so I've been there. He's come to Madison. We've gone to shows together and stuff. He's had way, way more creepy, you know, because he's more of a high-profile name. He's had a lot, a lot more interesting experiences like that. But with Matt, he is also just a guy. He's a web developer, and I'm a web developer. So we, we still talk mm-hmm. every almost every day. 
which is pretty cool. Um, a lot of my close friends came from the, you know, echoing the sound and the time of Year Zero and us in IRC and all that kind of stuff. And it's been, you know, I can see cool. for, for our listeners, I can see your eyes light up every time you talk about the IRC <laughs> and the research. Like that, that sounds like the most fun thing ever. So yeah, fun. and I feel like I could like go into depth on it, but really, people should just go to Ninwiki, and um, there's a Year Zero ARG overview link, right? Mm-hmm. Which is uh, the the article is called Timeline of Year Zero Discovery, and it will walk you through how it happened and how everything unfolded, and then you can like oh my god, dive wait, just gonna do that right I now. I just realized what I've done actually is I. <laughs> So in preparation for our conversation, I actually went on Ninwiki, and, and that was just that was the automatic thing that I did. And it was just like, oh right. All right. Um, so yeah, I'm actually already looking at. I guess another version of the truth was that the first website. No, it was. I'm trying to believe was the first. I'm trying website. to believe was the first one, and then I went from there. Another version of the truth. Um, then they had the two song leaks on the USB flash drive, which was awesome because oh, it's yeah. like. You know, someone who's on a record label and song leaks were a big deal in 2007. And he's like, whatever, I'm going to leak my own song on a USB drive in a flash in a bathroom. Whatever. <laughs> um, but then, you know, you had that weird sound at the end of My Violent Heart. And you're like, what is yeah, that? And yeah, yeah, yeah. you had the people running it through audio spectrometers. Um, and then there were other files that had... Um, blips and glitches they ran those through spectrometers found phone numbers to call then you call the phone number and it's like voice actors and stuff like that what that are in this world of your hero yeah i think i think i actually did call one of the i have a shadow of a memory of actually calling one of those numbers (laughs) yeah uh there's one right here and it was like a u.s wiretap website hack kind of file um and this was like in 2007 this was pre-wikileaks this yeah. was like this was yeah this was yeah. maybe a little bit ahead of its time. It's it totally called all of this stuff. Um, That's so cool. But yeah, one of my favorite things that came out of Year Zero. So all of this stuff was happening. They uh, in this future world they had the the resistance right. Oh with the ar- yeah, the dude. artist the artist resistance flag and stuff like that. They gave you stencils online where it's like take this stencil and spray paint it on stuff, and it was very rebellious and. Um, there were certain people who ended up getting burner cell phones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And this is, this is my favorite. This is, and I'm so jealous of all of these people yeah, in LA, man. but uh, this is one of my favorite things that they did. Smoldering with jealousy. Um, these people got phone calls and said, be at this place at this time. Right? In so then LA? You get maybe, yeah, I, think, I think it yeah. was in LA. It was in LA. Um, there were maybe about 50 people, probably. And it was a art is resistance meetup like you're a meeting you're meeting in the resistance so you go in everyone has to sign a waiver so everyone's signing the paper or whatever they get in they sit down they're like oh what's it gonna be they're all like and you know it's really funny you watch the video of this and it's like a bunch of goth nerds it's yeah hilarious. Um, <laughs> but um then this like big mean guy comes out you know an actor and he's just like he's like you all are idiots you signed this waiver, you know, and he's like yelling at them for signing the waiver. You got into happened. a van. Yeah. You didn't know yeah. where you were going. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It was so good. Um, so he, he, he gives like a, you know, maybe a five, ten minute speech about, the, you know, the state of the government, how shitty it is and what we have to do. And, you know, use your voice, step up, music as a weapon. Um, and then 
everyone's like, okay, well, we're going to go through the hall here, and we got, you know, I don't remember what what he said, but they go through this dark hall, and all there's all of a sudden there's like a stage, yeah. and all these people are like, oh my god, you know, <laughs> oh my god, I it's, think the concert it's pretty a much concert. started immediately, yeah. right? Yeah, like, the lights, the lights, lights kicked up, on, and Trent. it opened up with. Um, <gasps> the beginning of the end oh my god and so they did they did about it they did like a uh, one-third of a concert they yeah. did maybe like seven songs and, and, and then what happened they you're so um, excited what was awesome about this is there was a full set list but uh they they did about seven songs and like halfway through the seventh one the audio cut out the lights cut out and there's like swat team people rushing in with guns shooting everything it's all blanks obviously yeah but, like there's like sirens going, uh, there's um, strobe lights going off, gunfire, everyone's freaking out. There were some people in there that were paid to be like arrested and stuff. So, like, ah. if you're in this place, you're seeing people getting arrested and getting pulled out and all this kind of stuff, and handcuffs, guns. Oh it my was god. Nuts. Um, so, side note, they had a full set list that some people took from there, and there were like some funny things on the set list. Like, oh god. The eighth song was We're In This Together, which they've never played live. Yeah. Uh, but they knew they would never play it, but they put it on the set list for mm-hmm. the walls. And that, I, I that would be the out. only time they ever played it. And, oh, <laughs> what do you know? Oh, darn. Yeah. Offset to break um, it up. <laughs> yeah, they did actually end up playing it live in 2009. But anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing that didn't happen that they had been planning was after the SWAT team comes in and rushes everyone out... They were going to blow up a building across the street. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, they, they were serious. There was a condemned building across the street, and they were going to try and buy it, um, or not buy it, but like get the permits to do the destruction. Then, uh-huh. you know, with explosives and stuff like that. But it didn't end up working out. But wow, that would have just been the, you know. That would have just made everything perfect. It was already perfect. Right? Yeah. That would have just yeah, made yeah, everything, yeah. like, mind-blowing. You get abducted, and then the cops come in, and then Project Mayhem. <laughs> yeah. But so they just the, did this, oh. you know, this one. That's just one of many things that, you know, and it was Trent and Rob Sheridan were, you know, the story masterminds, and they were working with uh, 42 Entertainment, who were the people who came up with all the cryptic, cool, like, um, The lingo is to- a big part of it. The, the yeah, lingo and the yeah. look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the different websites, the glitches, the hiding, hiding images and audio, and stuff like that. So, do you think that there's anything that hasn't been found yet? Oh, I don't think question. so. Um, what's funny is, uh, what, what was it called? Um, Beside you in time was the live, the live show DVD from um, the with Teeth tour. Um, it came out on DVD, Blu-ray, and HD DVD, you know, because mm-hmm. at the time, in 2007, HD DVD and, and um, Blu-ray were still kind of in a battle. Blu-ray was winning, but you didn't know what was going to happen. Obviously, we know HD DVD went away, but I ended up buying all three, so I have all three. <laughs> but each one of those each had a different, like, code in it or a different hint. And so, you know, even the Year Zero disc, when it came out, you put it in your CD player and listen to it, and you pull it out, and the black disc is now white with ones and zeros on it. Yeah, I remember that. Oh like, my god, yeah, yeah. That's like that. the one thing that I actually like, like noticed at the time. Like I wasn't aware of any of this at that the was, time. So it had the little thermal, and then mm-hmm, oh my mm-hmm. god. Um, 
So yeah, I guess um, one thing I was I would really be excited to do is you don't need to walk us through maybe the entire saga of of Year Zero, but just like I guess in your own world, in your own words, um, <laughs> like what is the journey that that you're supposed to? What is the experience someone's supposed to have as they discover all these fictional web pages? Like, uh, what's what is this world that they're finding out about? Um, so that's a good question um, because there's a lots of there's lots of different stories that are told in this world of 2022 and there's characters that you can learn about um, I kind of I was more interested in the solving of the puzzles and the next clue and finding the next thing than learning the definitions of what paraffin was yeah. and how, who was poisoning the water and like who this person was that got arrested or had their family killed or whatever mm-hmm. but there's you know um, basically the government takes over um, sometime between I think it was I'm not sure exactly when it was it uh, it must have started it must have started the 2008 election was coming up soon so I think what it was is like imagine a world where Obama didn't get elected right and then some say it's 2016 and Trump gets elected, right? Mm. It's kind of like that where some corrupt politician who's, you know, uh, then becomes a dictator and then, like, starts, you know, spying on all the citizens and, like, destroying the world and poisoning the water to do mind control. And then you have the presence, which is this, like, crazy... What is is the presence? We still don't know. There's all these theories where it's like, oh, it was the government doing this, or it's actually, no, it's just visions people saw because they were on these drugs or all that kind of stuff. Um, and everyone was being oppressed. Uh, people couldn't, um, you know, there were um, curfews and stuff, so people couldn't go outside. I feel like if, it, if this uh, was done now, there would be way more drones involved. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 100% drones. Um, the, you know, there was... Um, I'm I'm remembering the survivalism video, which kind of tells the story of what this would have been like. The oh, survivalism right. video, and maybe I'm thinking of, yeah, the survivalism video, but also the live visuals during survivalism. If you see the show live, they have like cameras um, that all display video on the stage and stuff like that. But they have like, oh, here's a here's a musician. It's Trent. Music is is bad, you know, because he's giving this message that's anti-government. We have to go and kill him or arrest him or something. And then there's like, there's like gay people having sex, and gay is bad, so we need to get rid of them. And it's very, it's almost like an Orwellian a, a second, two minutes, a hey. second, not a second Nazi regime or something like that. Right. Yeah. So, so, what's that? I oh. said yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, so really, it was like. Here's an alternate universe where this terrible stuff can happen if we continue down this path. And if you, uh, citizens, um, want that to change and not happen, you should step up and make your voice heard. And that was the whole artist resistance. And, mm-hmm. you know, even music and art and all that stuff is your voice. Um, I don't know if that was a good... That's no, just, that's, that's, just yeah, my, that's yeah. just my personal interpretation. It would be hard to it. do. I couldn't do an overview better myself. Absolutely. <laughs> right. There's just so much. Um, I guess I had I had a I had this boyish hope that I could get you to just be a dungeon master and and, play, <laughs> and, and we could we could roll up some characters. <laughs> so, so next time we play, um, I guess Shadowrun would be the appropriate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it would be Shadowrun. 
for Year Zero, the role-playing game. <laughs> How you know, about Make Year Zero, the role-playing game? A Year Zero TV miniseries. That, that's been in um, production forever. Is it yeah, really? and like, you know, Trent and Rob had been working on it, and they're like, well, we want to do it, but we want it done right, and we're trying to find a writer and people want it this way and we don't want to deal with their bullshit. You know how studios try and make something happen. You take a good idea and then you inflate it with bullshit until it explodes and dies. Yeah. So it's gone through development hell and then I was an asshole um, and I don't remember what year I did this but for April Fool's I wrote a fake press release that was about (laughs) the the, um, Zero miniseries getting greenlit. So furious um, with you. Oh my god. I think it's at, um, uh, what is it? Um, April Fools. Um, there's, there is a site and it's, um, I don't know where I put it, but the press release still exists on Ninwiki somewhere, but I wrote it really like official like, and I was like, Ronald D. Moore is on, you know, he, he did Battlestar Galactica and he's on board to do Year Zero. <laughs> Oh, man, and you made it convincing. Oh, well, my God. We're freaking, freaking out. And I'm like, um, I had a sign-up form where it was like, and there's a contest, and you can fill out the sign-up form and win a role, an extra role. You can be an extra in the year zero. Oh, my God. And when you click submit, it just said April Fool's. <laughs> oh, my God. And I felt, I kind of felt bad because it was so well oh, did, did you Did you feel a little <laughs> bit bad? <laughs> but, um... Oh my gosh, that's that's kind of hilarious, though. I mean, it is yeah. hilarious. It would be hard not to do something dickish with that level of power and access, for sure. <laughs> right? I, I wrote a, yeah, and I wrote the press release. I wonder if I can... Um, uh, uh, an in-hotline, let's see, Year Zero TV series. Greenlit, let's just see what comes up and see if... Uh... Oh, here we go, April 1st, 2010. Um... Yeah, yeah. I'm like a, a Year Zero TV miniseries has been greenlit after Trent Reznor finalized a deal with HBO earlier this week. Uh, uh, <laughs> the miniseries will air in 2011 and have 12 one-hour episodes. It's being produced by Lawrence Bender along with Reznor. And I just go, I just go on. <laughs> Reznor will be working with 42 Entertainment again, as well as Ronald D. Moore. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was. But, um, there's there's not so good. there's not many news stories like that that would get right. as big of a reaction out of except me. for like the fact that Trent Reznor is still working on Fight Club the musical. Yeah, <laughs> are, you, are you lying through your teeth? What? Fight Club the mirror. That's been a rumor. Oh, yeah. for, that's been a rumor for years. Now. I have heard that now. And like wow. when I first heard it, I was like, yes. And then I was just like, well. Honestly, that sounds more like an April Fool's joke. In <laughs> the yeah. series that was like yeah. maybe legitimately. I mean, going why would you make a? Mu- I don't know. So anyway. what's the latest with it? I remember I read something about Trent. Um, he said he was <laughs> he was just postponing the inevitable, um, trying to find a writer for this show because really he yeah. should just he should just buckle down yeah. and write yeah, the thing it was, himself. It was, it was finding a writer and then getting a production green light, which you know with with all of his movie soundtrack stuff that's been happening since. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I assume it just took a back seat. Maybe you know, maybe maybe the, this coming election will spark uh, you know an interest in re- revisiting the, the year zero world. Literally, the only positive consequence of Donald Trump. Oh my god! <laughs> um, Jesus. So yeah, I 
I'm not sure. I'm, you know, what I would like to happen before the Year Zero TV series is just give me my damn deluxe, fragile version, you know, the 10-year deluxe, super mega fragile edition that they were supposed to do. It's almost going to be tw- two years. It'll be a 20 years. <laughs> right, so they need to do the 20-year yeah. anniversary of the fragile uh, because it's already remixed in 5.1. Alan Mulder already did that. They already found all of this extra stuff when Apple Music came out. Trent put instrumental versions of the Fragile up, as long uh, as long uh, as well as like extra tracks that you've never heard that kind of became other things. You know, mm. there's all of this stuff out there. I know Rob. Uh, Rob went through and did um, three or four um, prototype, you know iterations with artist and resistor artist in residence it's almost like the same as right yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like yeah artist resistance but it's artist in residence anyway so there's that's just one more example of all the crazy stuff that trent always has on his plate yeah you know your zero tv miniseries the fragile who knows you know he's an exec at apple now he's right. doing that stuff he's doing um, movie what, soundtracks and you what's know. your read on that? His his decision. I mean, because he had, must have had, you know, at least a yes or no say in becoming the chief creative officer of Apple Music. Um, Trent is always always been a big fan of Apple. You know, he's used their. You know, Pretty Hate Machine was made with a Mac Classic. Yeah, exactly. Movie. That's true. You know, he's been using Macs forever. And, a big proponent of Apple and the iPhone. You know, they did the um, they did the Nin app on the on the oh, iPhone. Yeah. Slow down. How do we... Oh yeah, I forgot what? about that. I still have it, but I had it. It, it oh. had like a, a. It was definitely made for the tour. It was like the Nin Access app, and I'm wondering if it still works. It kind of still. I'm gonna works. look it up and see if it's still. Um, there. No, it crashes. Um, but. Wait, Wait, hang on. Like, Look at it again. Is, is there a code? <laughs> is, there, is there a secret? There is a code. It is like error code. 404. <laughs> what, what does it mean? Um, but no, it was like a real-time kind of communication tool while they were on tour where it's like you could be on a tour and you're waiting for the show to start and you open the app and you can see what other people are saying within X radius of you. Oh, my God. And I totally did that. And, like, uh, and all of the band members had official things, so you could see official messages only through the app. Yeah, that was so cool. I forgot all about they had, that. And they had Kevin Rose from Dignation like help present it, and Kevin Rose is a super Nin fan, and so he was like geeking out, you know. Pretty. <laughs> oh, you said later on you might be um, uh, twitching some SNES. Yeah, <laughs> I, oh, just, I, I just recalled just... the Mario villain Resner. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I want to. I want to continue answering your question, though. You you asked me about my take yeah, what's your, on what's your read? Apple. So, and and you know, Trent's always been pushing the envelope with uh, music release digitally. You know, he he did the multi tracks with with Teeth. He did the multi tracks with Year Zero. He put out remix.nin.com, which has a terrible interface to this day. But <laughs> we still, complain, we complain about it all the time. He, He's putting music out there and embracing technology as a vessel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> to, you know, um, basically he's like going ahead of the curve and all of the record labels are behind the curve, right? So Apple is like a marriage of like Trent's two passions, you know, computer and Apple hardware and like music technology. So 
what I think hap- what you know I think he doesn't like if I were Trent I wouldn't like the execution of Apple Music um, I, I, I personally am a subscriber but Trent worked on Beats with Dr. Dre Beats Music mm-hmm. and then Apple acquired Beats as it's known so Beats by Dr. After, Dre after the acquisition <laughs> um, and as a software developer I understand this you acquire a company and you have to like work very quickly to take what they have and put it into your product and mesh it quickly and get something out there for people. So I think Apple Music was rushed. Mm-hmm. I think the interface on both the iPhone and um, iTunes yeah. need a lot of work. I don't. I I did the trial and then I was just like, mm, yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I use it um, just because I use, you know, I use my phone for my music and my Apple TV and Siri in my car and stuff like that. So it, it just yeah. works for me. But Spotify has a way better interface. Yeah, I Spotify all the way. Um, but Apple Music could be awesome. And the Connect thing is okay, but this is the like second time Apple's tried and maybe failed at trying to do a social integration with music. Like they did something called Ping before in an early version of that sounds iTunes. about as uh, like about, <laughs> about the same uh it has about the same it factor as microsoft search engine i think <laughs> I, I i really think for it to be super good apple would have to team up with facebook you know yeah. to make it really truly a social experience but what is cool is Trent released all of that awesome, fragile stuff on iTunes Connect on Apple Music, which is cool. But I think uh, I think he'll have a positive influence on the direction of Apple Music in the coming years. That would be cool. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, he'll be the Bernie to their Hillary and end up <laughs> dragging him, dragging them a bit to the left, kicking and screaming. But I guess I guess I, I ended up asking a software developer what he thought about it. Can I ask like a nineteen-year-old? Nine Inch Nails fan, what he thinks of it? <laughs> Fuck you, Trent! You fucking uh, sell out! No, oh. no. <laughs> I, 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 I kid. Yeah, I uh, it's hard for me to be nineteen. Okay, all right, nineteen-year-old me. Nineteen-year-old um, me hated Apple and Macs because uh, Mac OS X wasn't a thing then. Uh, Mac OS 9 was in our schools and I think it sucked and I hated it. Yeah, yeah, you were in the dark ages of when Steve Jobs yeah. was not part of, of Apple. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I was part of that Apple. It was okay. Um, I don't know. The clamshell? The clamshell was, was okay? Like, stupid, but <laughs> I don't know. I, iTunes and uh, iPhones didn't exist then. Yeah. You know, so it's hard to hard to... I can't... Yeah, like, if I, I think, think back... Before iPhone existed, it was just like kid pics and <laughs> and cats or dogs or whatever the computer. Yeah, Fo- Adobe Photo Deluxe. I, I think um, I didn't even use Adobe back then. I think I would have recognized the value in the internet and music technology, and would have been like, I hope Trent helps Apple push the envelope. Yeah, you know? but I probably would have been like begrudgingly accepting of it in my you know black pants and my black shirt and my and black your cream red spiked hair <laughs> oh I, I yeah i didn't do red hair back then i was too oh okay my bad oh yeah you did the red hair recently too afraid. i was too afraid too afraid um, um so and we we haven't even asked like how many how many times have you seen him live blah 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 oh, blah, you, blah. Oh, you want to do personal nin questions so we're done with nin, any i mean 
more Ninwiki or ARG? Uh, maybe, maybe just one. Uh, okay, go. Uh, what's like? What's like? So you said your your favorite part of the ARG experience was the secret concert where people got the cell phones and then a lecture and a free Nine Inch Nails show and uh-huh. a police raid, which is yeah. I mean, so cool. I, will, that's I, will, so cool. I will die regretting not seeing that. That's, <laughs> that's a forever thing. Uh-huh. Um, but like, is there part of like the the investigation that you found like to be sort of like the crux or like the moment where it just sort of all clicked? Um, probably like the second USB flash drive. At that point, uh, I'd say everything started to exponentially increase the influx of information. And I was at work in a computer shop in, in Platteville, and I'm sitting there, like, trying to help customers. And then I go back to my computer and look at IRC and read everything and, like, <laughs> trying to keep up constantly all day, every day, 24 hours. And it was just that – it was exciting. It, you know, nothing nothing will beat that, you know. Yeah. They've done ARGs since. There was a Batman ARG. There was, you know, all of this other stuff. But people were like, oh, that's a thing that people do now. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. that wasn't totally on the map as, like, a legitimate marketing tool right. until year zero. Yep. So I, I'm sure there might be, you know, another coming of something exciting like that again, but... We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I just I just remembered. I'm looking at the timeline of Year Zero Discovery, and one of the sites is Hollywood in memoriam. <laughs> so that's that's one of the events of this dystopian future is like the Oscars gets bombed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so there, there's like a lot of um, a lot of really salacious things where they, they take every icon and then tear it down. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's pretty cool. There's, yeah, a, there's pretty a lot cool. of stuff going I, on. Yeah, I encourage all the listeners to read that timeline and then look at the page for each. You know, each each website and each like character, and just kind of try and relive this world. Yeah, unfortunately, the I'm definitely gonna do it. Unfortunately, the websites are down now. Yeah, um, they they went down within the last year. I know. Um, I tried to look up some of them, and I was like, no. Yeah, I knew it. I knew we were making this podcast Why? too late. Yeah, but um, at least Ninwiki has um the gist of most of them and you can kind of piece stuff together from there i actually found i haven't gone through it yet but i found uh someone put like on dropbox like a like just a um i think it's just the actual html files of each site uh, that you can play through oh yep yep yeah. so i've got that i've got that couple of gigabytes sitting yeah i should probably archive it on the on the website and be like do here it. is the archive do it now do it right maybe one second. of these days i'll i'll do that <laughs> <laughs> How cool would it be to be clicking your right. way through all these? Yes. When the Year Zero miniseries comes out, I will... Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deal. All right. So you had quite... You had yes, another question. Yes. Your, your personal Let's just like... Okay. Let's do like... How many times have you seen them? What was the first show? What was your favorite show? Just like, you know, okay. geek out. I have seen them 20 times. Um, <laughs> uh... I have them all listed. Is it 20 now? One, two, three. <laughs> yeah, it was 20. Um, the very first one I saw was here in Madison, Wisconsin in 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the Fragility Tour, which uh, it was my second concert ever. Um, the first one was... Uh, this is my most shameful fact about me is my first concert ever was Creed. <laughs> don't, don't even sweat it, dude. My um, first concert but, was Linkin but, Park. Mine was Space Girls. Oh, there you go. Um, you know, Creed, were, Creed, Creed was a thing. 
But anyway, <laughs> I'm like, oh, concerts are cool. Like, you know, they had flames on stage and stuff. And then I saw Nine Inch Nails, and I'm like, mind, mind blown. Yeah. So that will always hold a special place in my heart for the fact that it was my first Nine Inch Nails show ever. And was that at, like, it the was, Dane County Coliseum? Yeah. Yep, it was <laughs> It was uh, a Fragility tour, which the Fragility is still like my favorite era of all of all Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, about right. um, and um, what is my what was my next? I had like three points in my head, and I said two of them. Um, but yeah, those are those other two. Did, did, two did they play there. Dead Souls? Stop. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um, I don't want to hear about cool things that happen. I don't care if you saw a perfect circle open. I don't care if you saw Queens of the Stone Age open, and I don't care if you saw in this Twilight close. I don't want to hear about it. Uh, I, I did all of those. Things. I know you did. I know you fucking did. Um, <laughs> my favorite show ever, though, is going to make you even more mad because it was. Uh, during the Wave Goodbye Tour in New York City, Webster Hall Ballroom, they played the Downward Spiral from beginning to end. <sighs> oh, my God. It was mind-blowing. That would have been fucking incredible. Yeah. I. They they said they were only going to ever do it that one time, but then they did it a second time in L.A. Oh, what a bunch of assholes. So L.A. That, will always yeah. get theirs, Claire. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Until they bomb the Oscars. I won't be at the Oscars. I, I don't know. I don't know what else. What else? I don't is. know what I else know. is. I, mean, I could tell you that um, I got into them in '97 with the perfect drug, but I actually tried to get into them earlier. But I think I was a little too young. It's intimidating, I, right? It's like borrowed, yeah. I borrowed uh, the Downward Spiral from someone, and I listened to it in this shitty ass boombox that I had mm-hmm. and I was, I was a little, was a little scared you know it was it was abrasive and uh, the content of the lyrics were like scary to like a you know 12 13 year old yeah but then a couple years later I heard the perfect drug and I was like oh I want to check this out again and I got pretty hate machine and the downward spiral and I listened to them and I was like I get it now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you broke up with someone, and then it's like, oh. Yeah, like, it was also the perfect drug for me. Like, my mom liked Nine Inch Nails a lot. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't allowed to listen to the album. Like, she had Downward Spiral, and my dad was just like, you cannot listen to that. But mm-hmm. then, like, I would see, like, the Closer video on MTV, and they would be like, maybe don't watch this. But I watched it. Right. And then... I remember the perfect drug coming on TV, and I'm just like, Mom, who's that? <laughs> She's like, oh, that's Trent Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. And I'm just like, I like him. <laughs> it was I like 10. It, I think that's you know, the closest he's ever come to like cosplaying Severus Snape. <laughs> which he always so, seems to flirt with in the early years. Closer, closer is vulgar. Uh, but that's not what did it for me. It's like, oh, yeah, it's vulgar. It's whatever. And mm-hmm. it's popular. I actually didn't that song because everyone liked it as a pop thing right uh, what scared me on my first listens were um heresy and ruiner uh, yeah those are the ones you know i grew up in a christian home believe it or not and uh, <laughs> god is dead and no one cares if there is a hell i'll see you there right that's to a, a 13 year old right and then ruiner had all of those screams in the background like people being like 
tortured or something, and that's scary. But now, Hiroshi and Runer are like two of my favorite songs. Runer is Absolutely. one of my Runer faves. Is so good. When I heard that live, I had to change my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and you grew up, did you grow up in yeah. Wisconsin? I did, yes. Okay, I thought so. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, never mind. I, I always come in too late. Um, <laughs> Eraser, did you, find, did you find that to be kind of a... Need you, dream you, find you, taste you, use you. Yeah. Um, kill me. Kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. For me, it was the... the for me, it was like the words before... No, that's yeah. that's the downward spiral. Never mind. I yeah. <sighs> That album. That yeah, fucking it's, album. It's still, to me, I, like the greatest thing that's ever been made. Yeah, and that's why I don't recommend people listen to that as their first entry to Nine Inch Nails because it's hard to get into, but once you get into it, yeah. you really like it. Just like, here, listen to The Fragile, or Year Zero, and then when you're right. ready, <laughs> I'm going to bind, gag, and rape your brain with amazing music. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the most visceral, raw Reznor there's ever been. It's almost as if, since that point in his career, he's merely been echoing the sound. Oh. Uh, Sorry. He likes echoes. He likes echoes so much. He likes that he echoes gave so much. Son, the middle name Echo. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I usually don't like to talk about you know transpersonal life and yeah. thing, these kind of things. But his uh, son's name is uh, Lazarus Echo Resner, which oh is God. just a badass name. But it's Lazarus. fun because <laughs> Trent used Echo in all of his lyrics and some of his songs and you know, that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, I have. I don't know much about it. Like, I don't try. Trent Reznor is like the only celebrity whose life I don't really try to like know too much about because I feel like I don't know. Like I follow Mary Queen on photo, like P H H H O T O, and every yeah, once in I, a while she'll like post a gif of her kids, and I'm like, oh, you're so cute. But yeah, and I feel like if if she posts uh, an Instagram, that's mm-hmm. okay. But you know, prying into someone's personal life, I I'm not a fan of. But like anything Trent puts out there for public, I think is okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't even know that. His favorite arcade game of all time is Robotron. I will remember that fact. And <laughs> anytime I see Robotron, I go and play it and think of Trent. Just, um, like, jizz your pants a little bit. But yeah. Robotron. <laughs> so, yeah, I think. Oh, yeah. What were you say? Uh, if you met Trent, <laughs> if that ever actually happened, um, what would you want to talk to him about? If I met Trent, um, we would... Uh, I mean, I just want to, like, hang out. Yeah. yeah. I don't, you you like, want to be cool. I'm not going to, like, be like, oh, can you tell me about the secret tracks? Um, no. But it's I mean, like, I'm not you're, you're hanging out. Like, oh, basically. At Chateau what Trent. I'm, but there's a yeah. point in the night where it's like, maybe I'm just going to ask him one thing. No, to, I'm going to be so cool. So what I want. Uh, <laughs> you give me a tour of your studio, and I just want to look around at your synths and stuff like that. And yeah. after that, can we just play some video games and hang out? Dude, for sure. He's a, you know, he's a huge video game nerd, and so am I, and I think it would just be fun to play video games for a couple hours and just That'd be hang out cool. with the, the man, you know? I, I run... Okay, wait, nin- wait, this is, this is perhaps... I know everything I need to know, you know? <laughs> yeah. This is a serious question. Uh, co-op or versus? Uh, probably... I don't. I don't know. I, I really don't know what game it would be. I'd yeah. probably. He probably has an arcade, so I would just. Yeah. Robotron. Robotron. <laughs> you just want a Robotron. Sometimes you just got a Robotron. You know. I don't think I could. I don't think I could play anything versus it's, Trent Reznor. It's really, I think it's I really funny it. because like I could have said hi to him multiple times, but I <laughs> I chose to give him space. You know. Yeah. Um, I sat next to his wife at the Webster Hall show, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's interesting. It's always like the the most 
accommodating and normal fan, well-adjusted fans that never actually get to meet Trent. It's always the dude who's like, Ooh, let me touch you. Yeah, well, yeah well, that's the way I, it is you know, with everybody. Here's, here's, here's the reason why is because I don't want to do it at a time where he's about to do a show or after a show or he's like out being, you know, he's stressed and doing all of this stuff constantly. And it's like, I'd rather just, you know, even be. Right. You'd be like interacting with like the artist, Trent Reznor, yeah. not really like well, I mean, the fella. Basically, every time where I could have talked to Trent, I go and hung out, I hung out with Rob instead and talk to him and <laughs> I, th- go. I, thought you s- I thought you said Robin for a second have you met Robin Fink? <laughs> no um, I didn't I don't know what I would say to him he's a weirdo he's <laughs> a weirdo I what love him so what was it like so playing much. with Guns and Roses man yeah, oh. yeah. was, was oh, the money he, good enough to have you miss I, fragility bro he didn't miss fragility oh sorry no not sorry. fragility the next no. one with Atifa yeah yeah, yeah. Brandon's <laughs> like, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I knew if there, I was going to get called on that immediately. <laughs> Do you have, like, a, a favorite Nine Inch Nails in-joke? Uh, <laughs> um, during the Wave Goodbye Tour, and this is super in. Uh, during the Wave Goodbye Tour, and this is not a good joke. Either, but <laughs> in, I'm really we I'm so tour. excited for it now. York, and I was with um, the Echoing the Sound crew, so I'm with, like, Matt from the Nin Hotline and like seven other people from echoing the sound and we were just hanging out in new york city together before one of the shows we went to a diner um and it was like a super classic 50s diner and everything was decked out in like shiny chrome and all this stuff and we're sitting at a table and blah blah blah. and i i like here's 10 fans sitting at a table in this diner and i uh looked up at the pillar next to us and i said look at all of us reflected in the chrome uh. <laughs> i got i got a bunch of groans but it was like it was like one of those good like everyone knows it's so cheesy yeah that's good that's dumb but it's good i know i, so like I feel it. like nin humor and dad humor are kind of like <laughs> intertwined on some level they are they are uh. i mean red red robe red robe do you know red robe Mm-mm. i just google it. just google it after this okay all right, all right. we'll google it um, i'm sorry no it's okay it's okay <laughs> As long as it's not a blue waffle, we'll be okay. Ugh, no, come on, why do you, don't edit that out. <laughs> don't put that on the podcast. As long as it's not a boop. <laughs> I don't have anything else. If you had a, an, well, you already said Fragility is your favorite Nine Inch Nails era. Um, so I guess if you could choose, yeah, a concert that you could have seen. I mean, I guess we all know number one is going to be um, the David Bowie appearance hmm. on Self-Destruction Tour. Well, that's not number one. That's up there. Uh, so I, there was a show um, in and I think it was 2007 during the pre-Year Zero tour where they did the first six songs of The Downward Spiral and I was so pissed. I was like, oh, I want first six songs of The Downward Spiral in a row? That's awesome. But mm-hmm. then I saw all of it later. <laughs> so it got canceled out. So um, And there's obviously the, the Year Zero resistance meeting. With oh, the, okay. yeah, that that would have been yeah. so amazing. Um, but I think I wanted to see... Hmm. More like, more like some songs I would have liked to hear live. That you see them twenty times, and what's cool about seeing Nine Inch Nails multiple times is it's different every time. You know, they change up the band lineup during different tours. They change the set list between each show. They do new visuals, and even if you see someone at, if you see them at the beginning of their tour and the end of the tour, they've morphed the visuals th- during the whole thing. So, just the most recent one. Uh, after hesitation marks I saw one set of visuals at the first show and the last show I saw they had like in two with like totally different visuals and it was like wow um, so I never got to see the opening Now I'm Nothing 
Oh, yeah. The one that leads into Terrible Eye. Yeah. They did that back in Pretty Hate Machine days, and I was like, if they're doing the Wave Goodbye Tour, which is lyrics in Now I'm Nothing, they have to play that song. Right. And they played it. I saw, what, did I see two or three shows on that on the Ninja Tour? They played Now I'm Nothing before and after the shows that I went no. to. No. Yeah, they didn't play it the show that I saw either. Um, that would have been very cool. So I'm not... I'm not sure there's... I'm pretty lucky with the shows I got to see. I guess it would have been a Downward Spiral era show, mm-hmm. right? I started... My first one was Fragility, so I would have loved to see the, you know, the... The Jim Crow sideshow? <laughs> yeah. No, not necessarily that, but, like, the, <laughs> the visuals on the, tour on the screens yeah. with the projector and, like, um, Trent just going ape shit and breaking all of this stuff. Basically, you watch the closure VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. And that's what I missed out on. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, that's what I would have liked to see. That would have been a lot of fun. Woodstock '94. Mm. Uh, all that mud. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> it sounds really bad. Right. Yeah. He he went on to yeah in interviews. He said that that was, he regretted that a lot. <laughs> it's iconic. You know, them covered in mud is iconic visually. Right. That's actually part. I think part of why he destroyed the keyboards is he was disappointed in them. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> I think I think we've probably pumped you for as much information as we can. Maybe we could do like a word association real quick. What? Um, okay. Um, <laughs> if you want. All right. Um, hurt. Johnny Cash. Okay. David Bowie. <laughs> Marilyn Manson. Ew. Uh, Starfuckers. Charles Manson. Uh, asshole. Acid. Piggy. I mean, Piggy. Um, <laughs> Charles Manson. <laughs> Charles Manson. <laughs> Because I just thought earlier we're I was thinking... We're in a loop. We're in a Manson loop. Because <laughs> when you were like, if you could ask Trent Reznor one, one question, what would it be? And I was like, I kind of do want to know if he still has that door. Yeah, that's my that's my <laughs> stupid I'm one question. Because he, he took that door and put it on the front of Nothing Studios. That's right. And it may have just gotten destroyed in not Hurricane no, Katrina. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Orleans right. Like, do that's you have that door? He said there was water damage in the studio. I think the yeah. door probably was okay. The door could have been okay. Maybe that's what caused Hurricane Katrina. It was like it was like the birds or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nothing can stop me now. <laughs> Said the sea, which in French. That was my answer to Piggy, by the way. Okay. Okay, more word association. How to destroy angels? Nah. Um, interesting. I, you know, I really, really, really want to like it, but I just. <sighs> All right. I like. Here, I like. Here comes another one. I think, yeah. I think Welcome of Livian the out the full yeah. album is way better than that. I actually haven't listened to it because I was just like, I don't know if I like it. My favorite part is Rob Sheridan is on stage playing the lights. Aww. Lights on the stage. It's very cool. That is very cool. on the stage tour. (laughs) (laughs) That one killed Claire. Um, That was cute. Okay. I've been drinking sangria this whole time. I'm a little drunk. Association. um, Oscars. Um, Smile. Now I'm just thinking of bombing. Wait, sorry. Smile? Yeah, so it's just there's a, a picture. There's a picture of Trent in a tux holding his Oscar. And he's yeah, 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 yeah. He's so cute. Yeah, and he has he's like so he has like the most appropriate normal acceptance speech too. He's like, "Thank you so much. This means a lot to me. Thanks to my crew." By <laughs> like just totally normal handles it. It's because he's terrible at saying stuff in front of people. <laughs> yeah, okay, um, that's my favorite thing about him is he can be like the. He's like, the, like, thank you. The toughest, like, I'm going to break this keyboard. But as soon as he has to answer a question, he's just like, I, I don't, I oh, can't. He's, he's, I was going to say, there's no, there's nothing more charmingly vulnerable than <laughs> Trent Reznor in an interview. That's uh, actually one of the my favorite things about How to Destroy Angels Live is every single one of those people are introverts. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It's we his wife, Al- too. Alessandro, Rob, Maraqueen, Trent, and um, Atticus. I didn't know and Alessandro was part all, of it. Those are all the basement dwellers of Nine Inch Lots. Aww. Alive. I love Alessandro. He's so cute. Um, yeah, I think. I could keep doing words. Ohio. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Shit sting. I was born there. <laughs> were you? Never mind. <laughs> I hate Ohio. Anywhere near Mercer? No. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Oh, wait, no, crap. He was born in Mercer, Pennsylvania, and then went to Cleveland, Ohio. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, you failed. Oh, I was yeah. like, Mercer, Ohio doesn't sound like oh, yeah, I guess I could leave. This would be my, this would be my actual last question. Okay. Like, um, okay. Where do you go? Like, I mean, you say you don't like to talk much about Trent Reznor's life, but where do you? what are, like, some of your favorite sources of info, um, like, for biographical stuff on him? Because I haven't been able to find, like, much. Uh, Other than your own website. <laughs> well, I'd say my favorite. My favorite is when he... Uh, addresses his fans somehow so like his public tweets on twitter his instagram posts his mm-hmm. um, i'm following a trent yeah. resner i don't know if it's the trent resner yeah does it have but, a blue um, check back back with the nin access he used to post things in his forum i, I just like that because it was just him directly uh, uh, you know mm-hmm. talking to his fans his yeah reddit, like his reddit amas are also pretty fun yeah yeah, yeah those and he did a he did a dignation oh god the dignation thing was terrible but um <laughs> The dig. I forgot about dignation. Is that dig, still a thing? Um, it wasn't dignation. Dignation was good. It was the dig. Um, it was like an AMA, but digs version of it that they did on video, and they asked the top whatever question. Oh, yeah. I think, and I think it, that's the video I saw where he's constantly drinking from a giant jug of water. Well, what was bad about that was <laughs> all of these people on dig were upvoted all these questions, but like the true Nine Inch Nails fans already knew the answers to all those questions. Yeah. And so when Kevin Rose is sitting there asking all these dumb questions, you're like face palming for every one. Yeah. Like, oh, why this one? Why this one? It's like that's been answered ten times in forty different interviews. You know. But and tapeworm never bring up tapeworm. <laughs> it's it's done. My Sorry. word association for that is Maynard's fault. Listen to listen to Lucifer potions. And, yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot about that. I love that potions, song. Potions and um, what's the other one? Lucifer uh, has another one. Yeah, uh, there's there's yeah. Well, there's uh, a perfect circles, a nurse who loved me, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. Remember or something that. like that. Yeah, there's like three. There's three, but potions. Potions is like the one that was truly a tapeworm song. That's such a good song too. I really love everything Maynard does. I just can't tell people because I don't want to talk to the other people who do. There there was the there was the perfect circle one that they did a studio version of. What about like I've 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 gone on Google Books and I found a bunch like a bunch of like rock biographies of Nine Inch Nails. Um, mm-hmm. But they every single one of them stops after fragility. Like, they all assumed that was going to be the end of Trent's career or something. Yeah. Well, they're all bad. Well, first all, of all... They're all also very bad. Bad. And now with the... You know, the fragility was in 2000. And the internet was in its infancy. You know, not everyone... There was no Wikipedia, right? So if you wanted to learn about an artist, you could do VH1 behind the music or get a book. But... These read read Kerrang! magazine, apparently. They interview yeah. Trent, like, constantly. Yeah. So, so... I don't know if there's any good ones. I have one, um... I have one that was, like, a cool little CD... CD one, but whatever. It's, I got to the bottom of this tapeworm Bacon. thing. Bacon. Bacon, yeah. the song I was looking for, and I really, I really, really like that song. I haven't heard it. Um, and I guess they did Passive. I swear to God they did The Nurse That Loved Me. But anyway, yeah. 
passive aggressive bullshit. Stop. <laughs> yeah, it's not actually that one, but um, yeah, emotive. That was the album it was on. Passive yeah. on emotive was actually used to be vacant. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Word association. Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like. I don't want to talk about a perfect circle. Yeah, this is not. This is not a perfect circle, talk. and I just like. There's it's not no Maynard time. Talk. No this further questions. Talk. This isn't Maynard talk. <laughs> but we could do that. <laughs> we could. I, know. I mean, I, I'm afraid it would look even more amateurish than I do I know, talking right? about Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. I'm too much of a dork, and like the re- and what makes me the biggest dork about all Maynard stuff is I'm not willing to talk to Tool fans, Maynard fans. Like, yeah. So I just hold well, it all in my brain. They're all assholes. They're all my ex boyfriends. Every episode, <laughs> avoiding guests. No, no, thank you. No, no, I don't. I don't want to hear about we it. Don't want guests. I met Maynard James Keenan at a wine bottle signing at Whole Foods in Milwaukee because he has Merkin <laughs> Vineyards, right? Stop. And I was there, like, oh, I can't. that's there's so many things to unpack in that sentence. Okay, no, keep, <laughs> keep going. So, so I'm waiting in line. I bought some of his wine and I'm waiting to get it signed because it'd be cool to have a wine bottle signed by Maynard. Right. And the guy in front of me is like, oh man. I'm a really big Tool fan. Can you tell me when? When's the next time Tool's gonna go on tour? When's a perfect circle? And he just starts doing this, and like, there's like bodyguard people that are like, he gets his thing signed, and they're like pushing him past the line and like out the exit, and the yeah. guy's like holding onto the door, like trying to. I want Maynard. the truth. Hey man, tell me, like, what is it? you know. Oh my god. <laughs> and then I'm next, and all I do is like hand them the bottle, and I'm like, nice to meet you. I'm looking forward to trying your wine. <laughs> Thanks for bye being a thing <laughs> you know because he w- he wasn't there for tool right. circle he was like for his wine so that's similar to the time that i got um bottles of vodka signed by 50 cent oh at my God. woodman's and sun prairie i was just like hey mr cent cool <laughs> bye i bet you wish you spent 50 cents on some sunscreen that day i did i got so sunburned that day thanks for remembering <laughs> yeah I, I remember <laughs> I think that's Ugh. about all I have. That's all I have. I I've been tapped out. Means few. I mean, I could talk about it for a, you know. Right. But I mean, you it's know. really because I generally don't talk about this kind of stuff for so long in one sitting. You know, I'll be like, oh yeah, I really liked X or you know. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, we really appreciate you having you on. You've been a tremendous resource and a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, thanks. It's nice it chatting with you great. again because I haven't seen you in a while. <laughs> but yeah, I was like. When when Claire started the, the or when you guys started the podcast and it was like Trent talk and I was like I kind of like sighed and I was you like mean another, I was like another Nine Inch Nails podcast right I know I know but since you've done it for so long I was like oh that'd be fun for me to go on and it's been six so, yeah. months we got credibility Did you um, hear that we have we have cachet I think the, I remember posting I remember posting something and you're like lol good luck with that <laughs> I was like he doesn't <laughs> want anything to do with this <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, because, like, you know so much more than we do, and I feel like such a little, like, a little kid just being like, can you talk to me about Nine Inch Nails on my podcast? <laughs> <laughs> we're working our, way, working our way up. First first you, then Rob. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if only, uh, but no. I, I forgot to tell you that I was interviewed by uh, Wired Magazine. Cool. Uh, uh, after that app came out. I think, uh-huh. and this guy called me from Wired Magazine, and we talked for 20, 30 minutes, no, probably more than 30 minutes, and he was asking me stuff, and I was telling him all this stuff about the wiki, about Year Zero, about the ARG, and like how I did this, and he asked my thoughts on the app, and I you know, gave him a bunch of his thoughts. He quoted me 
saying something like, I don't know much of anything about the app, but we're all looking forward to it. Wow. And that's my one quote in Wired. Oh, no. Something like, like a tool. <laughs> nope, intended. Well, finally, Trent Talk <laughs> will set the record yeah. straight. <laughs> you know lots about everything because you made the fucking wiki. <laughs> well, that's, no, don't give me credit. No, I mean, you know lots about everything because it was yeah. a community effort. Right. Yeah, Everybody I mean, came um, together. I, I planted the seed. Yeah, you, yeah. Re- you, oh, recognized, wow. you recognized there was a <laughs> void that people needed to have filled. Yeah. So you went I, into the void. I, oh, I facilitated. <laughs> I facilitated. <laughs> but yeah, that architecture has, to this day, been like probably our best source for in- of information yeah. about Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I've tried. I've tried finding anything, like any book. I mean, magazine interviews are all right. I reference those a ton. And then there's yeah. Trent's own mouth, which is cool. Yeah. Honestly, this is going to be your best resource. And then if you go to the the ninhotline.com yeah. slash Halo99 or something, there's an archive yeah. of all the old Nine Inch Nails web pages. Mm. How about that? Um, or the Fragile, which are so cool. That is so cool. We'll have to dig into that. I think it's Halo99. Yes. Theninhonline.com slash Halo99. Uh, it was updated April 29th, 2000. It has, it's just an archive of cool, cool little images and stuff from the fragile area. D- does air, it have an stuff. under construction GIF? No. <laughs> That's how you know something is. Is there it's a got, scrolling got streaks. It's about 800 pixels wide and it's got like streaks of color. The line so breaks? You, oh yeah, you gotta have yeah. the line break. So, yeah. I love internet out. 1.0. Um, obviously, you're past the fragile in your podcast order at this point, but yeah, not if they release that deluxe edition. Oh yeah, there you go. In uh, or you could do a 20th anniversary special in two years. Oh yeah, that'll be kind of nice. Yeah, I I don't know. Like this podcast is like oh, I've been to this it's, website. It's in like the third trimester now because like we're we're through year zero. We're gonna do ghosts. And then we got slip hesitation marks. How to throw angels soundtrack 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 soundtrack. <laughs> That's it. But not in that order, because hesitation marks yeah. is the most. Yeah. After that, you'll have to not do not do albums, but go and talk about a specific thing. Or, you know. or it just becomes a quest of, of us to, to find Trent. Yeah. Right. Um, pick, a, pick a Wikipedia, a, a NinWiki page, and read it. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just write the rock biography. No, I, I don't have rock access. Rockography. I think this is the first time you and I have talked about Nine Inch Nails in, like, years. Since, since the night we met. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and, yeah. That was, yeah. <laughs> Where you were like, ah, it's Moon. <laughs> Shut up. It was cool. It was a cool thing. And Will was so boring, so I was like, ah, oh, thank God one of your friends is cool. <laughs> this is the guy with the shirt. <laughs> yeah. I, so, yeah. I, will, I will definitely take a rain check for uh, a year zero role playing game. <laughs> any, a, any day, man. That would be that would be cool. I mean, we're coming to Wisconsin probably at the end of the year, so we can. Cool. I'll see if I have any year zero flag patches left. There you go. Oh my god. That'd be cool. I had an artist resistance shirt, and I wasn't even like part of the whole thing, but yeah. I liked the shirt. I liked the flag, so I had one of those. Yeah, I uh, I have the flag on three different shirts. And when I lived in Milwaukee, some dude sat next to me on the bus, and I had my earphones in, and he taps me on the shoulder, and he's like, hey, man. And I was, like, creeped out, because some guy on the bus yeah. is, like, close to me, and I was like, hey. And he lifts up his, his shirt, and he's got a, the tattoo in the same spot that I have it on my shirt. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're friends now. That's super cool. 
This is, I think, by far the most informative show we've ever done. I know. This will be like a bonus episode. be like, hey, nerds, do you want to hear a bunch of talking that we might put music under? Well, I'm going to get another drink and play A Link to the Past. Yay. All right. (laughs) Well, have a great night, Brandon. All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Yep. All right. See you later. Okay. Thanks. Bye. podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.